Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done on a weekly basis. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. You can help and support this podcast in two ways. First, tell all of your family, friends, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. Secondly, as God leads you, your prayers, love, and support will always be needed and greatly appreciated. You can show your financial support through Cash App, dollar sign, Beatrice Valerie Nero. That's dollar sign, capital B, E-A-T-R-I-C-E, capital V, A-L-L-E-R-O-Y, capital N-E-R-O. Or PayPal me, Beatrice Valerie Nero, as Sister B. Nero. That's S-I-S, capital B, capital N-E-R-O. You can also reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at www.amyeagle.com. Until now, I've been sending the podcast to friends and family through text, email, messenger, WhatsApp, and Facebook. I will continue to do so, but I need each of you to let me know if and when you receive the episodes in order to assure that you are receiving them. Also remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through, again, you can reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. times and how often does our father have to say to us trust me how often does he have to tell us don't be afraid and not to worry there are times in our lives that things may seem insurmountable absolutely overwhelming to us whether it's bills our children marriages health issues or even the economy and the COVID crisis as it is right now These things are not easy, but as long as we know and believe that God is still in control, then it's absolutely wrong for us to worry. Worry is actually a form of fear, and God's word expressly tells us not to fear. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. If we've been faithful stewards over what's been given into our hands, and that includes our physical bodies, then we don't have to be afraid. If we've done what we've been instructed to do, handle things the way they were supposed to be handled, been faithful where and when we were supposed to be faithful and obedient to the Father, then we don't have to worry or be afraid. If we haven't been, then repent 
ask for forgiveness, start doing better, and don't be afraid. Our Father is a God of mercy, and although in last week's podcast, he spoke to us that the year of 2021 will be a year of mercy, we don't have to wait until then to start asking him for it. In Mark 16, 3 through 4, it reads, And they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. This scripture tells us that after the Sabbath, the two Marys were on their way to the tomb of Jesus. They not only talked, but through reading the words of these two women, you can sense the worry in their words. Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? Who's going to do for us what needs to be done? How are we going to accomplish this great task? These are some of the same questions we ask ourselves when facing obstacles. In the fourth verse of that chapter, it's written that the stone was big, large, a huge one, depending on which version of the Bible that you read. They knew the massive problem that would be in the way when they got to where they were going. They knew what they would have to deal with when they reached their destination. They knew that what was waiting them, which for them would be no small matter. Many of us know the bills that are waiting to be paid. We know the sons and daughters that are totally out of the will of God who need to be saved and born again. We know what we might hear when we go back to the doctor's office for the tests that have been run. We know all of the things that we're going to have to face at the beginning of the year and for some even before the beginning of the year, that's actually before the end of this year. We know the big, massive issues that must be dealt with. For the two women going to the tomb of Jesus, reaching the tomb would be the deadline for them to deal with their big problem, the stone. For us, there's also a deadline when when we will have to deal with some of our big problems. I remember several years ago, my three grandchildren were living with me. To say that things were hard is putting it lightly. There were so many, many things that I was dealing with during those years, and among the top things were finances. I had a job, an annuity, and even a few speaking engagements that were bringing in finances. But I also had a house note, utility bills, clothes for the children to buy, food, insurances, and things that I can't even remember at this time. And I'm a widow. I remember faithfully, About 2 or 3 a.m. every morning, I'd wake up out of a sound sleep just to start worrying. I was almost as faithful in the time of worry as I was in my time of prayer and devotion. Because of all that I had on me, it was inevitable that my house note fell behind. I had made arrangements with my lender to pay a little extra every month until I caught it up, but still I worried. How am I ever going to catch this up, I'd wonder. What's going to happen? Will I lose the house? If I lose the house, what's going to happen to the children? These things would go on and on in my mind. On one of my worst mornings, I heard God speaking to me and say, Beatrice, how long have you been in this house? At that time, I think it may have been about 15 years. So I said to him, about 15 years, Father. He then responded, have I let you lose it yet? I have never worried about the house note from that day to this. So what's my point? 
Why worry about something that God has already taken care of? Why worry about what might happen, what could happen, even when someone may say what will happen when we know that God has the final say? The Marys were worried about what they thought would happen, what they thought they would have to face. They weren't being foolish. They knew the facts, and so do we. Yet, when they got to the tomb, what they were so worried about had already been taken care of. Stop worrying about what God has already done. We may not see at this very moment that it's been done because it's still in the future, but by faith, we know that it's already done. But how do we know? Again, it's by faith. Christianity 101 teaches us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We don't have to see it, touch it, or even feel it to believe it. Like the old saying goes, God said it, so that settles it. Have faith and believe. We must remember that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember Mark 10 that says, all things are possible with God. In Luke 1, the angel told Mary that nothing was impossible with God. In Matthew 17, 20, Jesus said, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as much as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And again, in Matthew 19, 26, it reads, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Stop worrying. Don't worry. Be happy. And by the way, if I didn't mention it in the beginning, the title of this episode is Don't Worry, Be Happy. There was a time when I was on Facebook on a daily basis that I would post various scriptures of what we believe. The key word in every verse would be a form of the word believe or believed. For example, Genesis 15, 6, it reads, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. And then that scripture would be followed with the words capitalized, I believe. Exodus 4 and 30, and they believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshiped. I believe. That scripture in itself is enough to stand on. God is concerned about us and he has seen our misery. So now all we need to do is bow down and worship. I believe. Matthew 21, 22 reads, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I believe. I continually pray for wisdom. Oftentimes I will use the phrase, wisdom dictates that I do this or that. God's word says that if a man seeks wisdom to ask it of him, so I do. Wisdom dictates that we not wait until the last minute to take care of certain matters. However, when certain situations are taken out of our hands, there's a time that it's no longer wisdom that will guide us, but our faith in God. Again, in reference to the two Marys, they were wondering, the message Bible reads, they worried out loud to each other. Who would roll 
the stone back for them because it was huge. Just like the two women in Mark 16, many of us don't realize that what's been blocking us has already been moved. What's been hindering is no longer there. What's been in our way, God has already rolled away. Listen, the two women had not reached the tomb just as we have not reached the place that caught, that's causing the worry in our lives. On their way, they hadn't gotten there yet, but they were worrying about when they did get there. What did Jesus say? Let tomorrow take care of itself. I'm not a big message Bible version reader, but I do refer to it from time to time. And I absolutely love the way this passage of scripture reads in the message version of the Bible. Matthew 6, 34 says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Don't worry about what's too big for you to handle, move, or deal with. God's already done it. He'll help you deal with whatever hard, big, huge, overwhelming things may come up when the time comes. How am I going to pay this bill? How is my marriage going to be healed? How are my children going to come back to God? Stop worrying about what God has already done. Don't worry. Be happy. For the two Marys, the tomb was their destination. God has ordained an objective, a destiny for each of us to attain. You will reach and achieve your destiny, but only if you have faith in God. You'll never accomplish what God has decreed on your behalf when there's worry, fear, and doubt. Remember, it's one thing to be concerned, and that's all right. It's something entirely different to fear. Those two words and feelings cannot be used synonymously. You cannot say I'm concerned when you know that you're truly worried. Put flesh under subjection. Speak to your spirit man to rise up. Speak and decree that you are not afraid. Concerned? Yes. Worried? No. You will reach and achieve your God-ordained destiny, whatever it may be, whether it's concerning bills, marriage, health, children, jobs, careers, ministry, businesses, or whatever. You will achieve the good things that God has spoken over your life. For those that are dealing with health issues, you need to speak and decree, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Believe it. Let me add something else here. Remember that covenant is generational. Under the law, the curse was to the fourth generation, but the blessings were to the thousand. When Jesus hung on the cross, he took the curse on him. He took the curse, not the blessings. That means that you, your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and generations you have yet to see are blessed as long as your covenant with God is as it should be. We don't have to see the stone is no longer there. Just know that when you get to where God is bringing you, it will already have been done. 
Let me say that taking this stance of faith doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect in our lives. We still have the ups and downs. We'll still continue to have and hit those bumps in the roads. There will still be all the issues that we'll, we've had to deal with in the past. However, we won't allow those issues, whatever they may be, to take us from our faith and trust in God. We will not allow our circumstances to maneuver and manipulate our lives to the place where they absolutely become everything we're about. Bills, marriages, health issues, unsaved loved ones, and all the rest are real and true. And yes, they are definitely a real concern, but they are not who we are. Some of us might need to stop and take an inventory of our lives. If all you are about our bills, worries, and fears, then you need to reevaluate your priorities. We will not worry and we will be happy. Proverbs 17, 22 in the Amplified Version reads that a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. People that have positive outlooks and who deal with their sicknesses and disease with an optimistic point of view without exception always do much better than those who will not pull themselves out of the depression, doubt, and fear concerning their well-being. Those who have happy hearts and joyful minds will deal with bills and family issues on an entirely different and more positive level than those who don't. So don't worry, be happy. But Sister B, I don't have anything to be happy about. Then find something. Get into the presence of God and begin to thank him for who he is and what he's already done. I promise you, there's always someone or a situation that could be worse. We all remember the saying, I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. Believe me, your situation could always be worse. That's what happened with Job. His situation continually got worse. But he never lost faith in God. And in the end, the man was twice as blessed as he was in the beginning. Did he battle depression? With the wife and friends like his, I wouldn't doubt that he did. But he still praised God and had faith. In spite of it all, he continued to believe. The majority of the time, if a person is not happy, it's because they're worried about something or someone. Stop worrying about what God has already done and choose to be happy. These are the holidays, and nothing brings true joy and happiness during this time than doing something for someone else. But I don't have any money to buy gifts, someone's saying right now. Who does? The best gifts are the homemade ones. Bake some banana bread or brownies or muffins or anything and give it. Find some pennies down between the sofa cushions and drop them in the Salvation Army bucket. Let's make up our minds that we will not worry and we will be happy. We will not allow worry to steal our joy and peace. We will not worry and we will be happy. 
We will not be afraid. We will not have fear or doubt. So the bottom line to all of this is, don't worry, be happy, and God bless you.